You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to The Dev Show. I'm Deborah Eckerling, author of Your Goal Guide and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system for goal setting simplified. My vision is to give you the tools, inspiration, and motivation you need to figure out what you want and help you make a plan to get it. Let's get started. Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to have you joining me today. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Deborah Eckerling. I'm the award-winning author of Your Goal Guide, a roadmap for setting, planning, and achieving your goals, and founder of The Dev Method, which is my system of goal setting simplified. If you hadn't noticed, I'm all about the goals and setting you up for success. And every Sunday night, I leave the goal chat Twitter chat. And then on Mondays, I bring in really awesome friends to dive deeper in the topic. And then the episodes magically become an episode of the Deb Show podcast on Thursday. So whether you're watching live or the replay or catching the audio version, we're thrilled to have you here. And it's such an awesome topic and a great way to, to finish off December because we start the year a little bit early in my world, but really give a running start to the new year. We're talking about showcasing yourself because you can't help other people if they don't know you exist. And I brought some of my favorite people. Well, I have a lot of favorite people. I brought together awesome people in the showcasing yourself space today. I have book marketing mentor, Judy Baker. I've got speaking Sherpa, Jeff Klein, and marketing magician, Dean Hinkey. And I love that they all have like really cool titles that they gave themselves. I'm guessing unless someone else anointed you. But the people here today are really all about what I'm all about is putting your best foot forward to run into your goals, full steam ahead, and live the life you want. And right now, I'm going to let my guests introduce themselves. And Judy, let's start with you. Welcome. Great to see you. And happy we get a fresh new year. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yes. Um, I'm the book marketing mentor. And that means I can help busy women CEOs get more bang for their book by promoting themselves, their business, and their book. But none of them takes more spotlight than the other because they all work together. And I'm located in Northern California, but I work with clients all over the world. And I really love helping people take tiny steps to get big results. Well, and that really is the point of what I do, you know, set your goals, make a plan and do all the things. And it, again, you can't help people if they don't know you exist, which is why I thought this was the perfect topic to bridge 2021 and 2022, because I said so. Okay, Jeff, 
Welcome. Hi. And good to have you here. And, and Jeff is one of my friends from, wait, that's not you. That's you. Jeff's one of my friends from, from Meetup Land, which is great. But Jeff has a self-service speakers bureau, pretty much, right? But it's an online service and Jeff serviced. Right, right. Well, and and I was anointed with my title. This was given to me by a client, and I ran with it because I liked the way it sounded. Uh, I've been helping people use speaking to get business since 2006. So the the two most cost-effective ways to grow your business are through networking and speaking. And I started teaching the elevator pitch in 2004 and started speaking about that, which led me to become an expert on speaking because I did the 10,000 hours that they say you need to do to become an expert. Ah, do we really count? I think I've got like a million hours of goal setting, but it's, it's good. It's important because you, you know your thing and speaking and networking as anybody who knows me knows are like two of my favorite things in the world because you can't reach your goals on your own. You need your people. Um, well, is one. I like that. I like that they, some people are terrified by the idea and I can help them overcome that. Well, I've heard that. Isn't it like, now I taught, I did competitive public speaking in college and I talk for fun all the time. And you think about all those people who two years ago were forced into this. Sorry, not Sports sorry. Yeah. Um, and there's still people catching up. And speaking is a wonderful place to showcase yourself. So thrilled to have you here. I'm going to swap you over with Dean. Dean, the marketing magician. Now, did you come by your name or did someone anoint you your name? Oops. I think you are the famous, you are muted because it's not a live show until you, you say it at least once. <laughs> yes, it was a gift as, as most great things are. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm Dean Hankey, the fulfilled events expert. I help people full, with full events that are full of people filled with profits on command and demand. And I simply help people make more money doing what they love as emerging and expert speakers so that they can actually generate value, impact, and profit in their business. Right. Because as much as we love helping people, we also like to eat and have roofs, roofs over our head. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Awesome. So is that not, though, the secret sauce of things? Oh, I hate the phrase secret sauce, and I just use it. Bad, Deborah. Isn't that the point, though? Do what you love, showcase it, and attract the people. Isn't that the whole point of showcasing yourself? I think it is. If this is what you love, you might as well make more money. And, and part of the showcasing is uh, getting seen, being recognized, and then ultimately being rewarded. Because if you want to do good in the world, you have to do well. How many homeless people are giving people homes? You know, how many home hungry people are feeding other hungry people? It's just, you know, again, nothing wrong. The idea, though, is that if you want to do great things, you have to do well in the world. So, yeah, sure, you've got to create value for people and you've got to generate impact and you have to profit emotionally, spiritually, relationally, intellectually, and, of course, as business leaders financially. And the best way to do that is as 
for instance, as Jeff mentioned, to speak is probably the single best way to get in front of people and be seen, heard, recognized, and understood, and then valued and appreciated. You know, obviously, if you go and speak in front of a group of your audience and they get a chance to see what you do, do you have to sell them on your idea, service, or solution? Nope. It's real easy. You've demonstrated your value. Well, and, but that's the key, Dean. You have to you have to deliver some value to be to be valued, right? Yeah. Yep. So I feel like you're answering the question why showcase yourself before I even asked it, even though okay. I kind of asked it. Um, Judy, do you have some two cents or a nickel to chime in on on the value of showcasing yourself? Well, I think it's so important when you think about how you show up in front of people, whether it's face-to-face, -face, which you know we're doing a little bit of right now, or you're doing it virtually. And like you said at the very beginning, I was fortunate because most of my business already was virtual. I do miss speaking in front of live people um, in the same room because I'm a theater person uh, by, by my training. And you get some energy from being online, but it's different. But every time I know that I have ever spoken, I've always gotten a client or two or three or four or referrals to speak other places, which I'm, I'm sure all of us have had that experience. And I think that when it's presenting value rather than presenting buy something from me, people are far more comfortable and they you've already taken down the, that barrier to, oh, I've got to now go make a transaction. You're creating the relationships. And as you know, Deborah, from what you've been presenting with the Dev Method too, it's, it's all about what you are convicted in your heart, what you feel is of value to people. And I know that it when when I used to solely develop brands, uh, not just for authors, but for other businesses, it was about embodying that brand. And it's even more important now that people have gotten very comfortable with the stories behind why are you doing what you're doing? And that's really what people buy. They buy you. When they're buying a book, they're buying you. They're not buying, oh, this, you know, piece of whatever, whether they're do, you know, buying an audiobook or an ebook or a print book, they're really buying the relationship with you, the author, and that package of how are you an expert? That's what shows up and that's what stays in people's heads and in their hearts. So I think it's so important to, you know, present yourself as a whole package, not just, oh, I'm an author and I do this, or I'm a, I'm a, you know, if any of us just said, oh, I, you know, I help speakers or, oh, I help people get people in the room. That's not it. It's more about who you are and how you show up and, and relate to people and how generous you are. I think generosity is probably the biggest value people can add. I, I think Dean is smiling because I think that's like his major tenet. Is that correct? 
Yeah, we teach a super simple three-step VIP process. First, add value. Thank you very much, right? That generates impact. So it has to do something. It can't just be value in thin air, but value that does something impact. And then we profit. Again, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, intellectually, and financially. So yes, you must first always add value. I agree 100%. And, and I'm so still that, a, sorry, I'm still a proponent of actually making an offer at the end of the at oh, the end of the deal too. That's part of the value proposition. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Let people yeah, you, know how they can get more of you. Yeah, you give value for 18 or 19 minutes, you've earned the right to make an offer in that last one or two. Okay, so, but how do you transition it? Because you all do it a little bit at the end, but we've all been on that webinar where they give you 10, <laughs> thank you, they give you maybe 15 minutes of information and 45 minutes of, uh, tell me how you really feel about this. I, what I, is I, the balance? I'm right out the door, I'm, I'm gone, I'm gone. The balance, there is no balance, Deb. Give your best stuff, show people how you make their lives or their businesses better. And at the end, ask, tell them how they can hire you to help them do it. Right, that's the point, value. Is it's not piv, it's not ipv, it's value first, then impact. That's the result they get, and then the invitation and the offer. They will loan you their influence, and then they want to partner with you and profit. So it's real simple. Well, well and, and these there are sorry, there are people who are afraid to sell, and they need to be reminded that if you don't tell people how they can hire you to help them, you're ripping them off because. You're not giving them the opportunity to get your help. Well, true. If you have the cure for cancer in people's lives, in their health, their wealth, their happiness, their relationships, whatever area they help each other, in their goals, and their outcomes, whatever it is, if you have the cure for cancer, you have an obligation, a moral responsibility to serve them with a long-term solution. No offense, but none of us can change people's lives in 18 minutes. So... There has to be an ongoing, ongoing relationship. I would think, anyway. Well, you know, you're bringing up a really, you're both bringing up really good points because publish means to share, and so you're sharing. Here, I I know this. I'm an expert. I know this, and I want to share it with you. And here's how you can learn more about it. It's not being rude. It's not being pushy, and you're not you know, hosing people with bye, 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 because they will go bye, bye, they're out the door. <laughs> and so I think all of us know that we don't lead with here, buy this. It's let me share something that's going to help you do whatever it is you do better. And, and authors, this is really funny. When people say, oh, I'm an author, and then they don't think of themselves as a, as a business, that's when they get into trouble. And if they instead say, no, I am a business owner who has written a book and here's value, here's knowledge I want to share with you, then they treat that book, the content, it's the content as a product and it is a product and sharing it is a good thing, not a bad thing. That's great, Judy. Thanks. I could not attribute this quote to either one of you because you're all just sitting there agreeing with each other. But if you have the answer, you have the obligation to share the solution or 
The D and the dead method is determine your mission. When you have the mission, in what way you help, everything else grows from there. So we could keep agreeing with each other, and I think we will. But what what I'd like to know is how do you get past that 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 block that people have? Which one? So what, the, 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 which one? Um, the block between I know things, you need to know the things, buy my book, hire me to share the things. Jeff, do you want you want to start on sure, this one? Sure. Um, well, first of all, you need to identify who's who those people are that you solve the problem for, because you cannot serve everybody. And all there, everybody has a niche market or three, you know, and, and until you declare those are the people that I'm going to spend my time, money and effort to go after, you're wasting your time and your dollars. So first determine who is the best person to that you can help and and who you want to help because usually we, we have to make choices and who do you want who are you going to have the most fun helping and who are you going to make the most profit helping and then show them that you can you can change their behavior to make their lives better i'm not sure i answered your question you did well, it starts with that, though. It's the it's and there are people who will argue it in different ways. You need your avatar, your ideal customer, your ideal relationship. But what about those um, the people with the lateral pro the lateral uh, products and services? Dean, do you have a thought on this? I kind of feel like you do. Huh. Mm, maybe. Or ten. Do you have a thought or ten on this one? A thought, or, a thought, or a thought, or a thousand. Yeah, yes, indeed. Uh, yeah, obviously, um, there's eight billion people on the planet, and you're not going to serve them all, nor do you want them. You want to find your eight, your eighty, your eight hundred, your eight thousand, whatever that number is, and then let people listen. There are people that Jeff will serve that I'll never have contact with. There are people that I will serve that you'll never have contact with. And and do everybody knows somebody? And I'm here and specifically designed. They need to hear certain things from Jeff that they'll never hear from me. They need to hear certain things from Judy they'll never hear from me, and vice versa, and on and on. So yes, you have to. Uh, you have to help them. But here's the, the bottom line as far as I'm concerned. That is, your job is simply to serve them with the results they want most. We're all, I don't care what we say, what business we say we're in, we're all in the results business. And try this if you don't believe me. Whoever's watching, try this. Show up at your next speaking event. Show up at your next coaching session. Show up at your next job or interview or event or anything like that and don't add any value and watch how long that lasts, right? If you show up and don't add value, you will never be invited back, you <laughs> right? So we're in the, I don't care what, you know, whether we're, we're teaching people to speak, preach, teach, nag, or whether we're serving them through their, their publishing processes or whether we're helping them goal and achieve we're still helping them achieve a specific measurable result. So that's what we speak to. That's what we talk about. That's what we talk. Listen, I could be the ugliest person in the world. And if you believe I'm the person who can help you get that real result, guess what? I'm your guy. Now, I'm not saying that 
I don't love to love people. I absolutely don't. That is the core of my beingness. That said, people buy results. And ultimately, that's what they're in it for. It's so true. Judy, do you want to add to this? Well, it's it's interesting because you both alluded to this a, a bit. And I, I did an article um, on LinkedIn not too long ago about how I got fired by my hairdresser at the time. And it's because they didn't feel they could be successful continuing to cut my hair. And I said, that was okay because they were very clear about it. And I was very clear about it too, that if I don't feel like I can be successful with somebody, I am not gonna take them on as a client. I did when I was a baby consultant, but I wouldn't do that today. And for two reasons, number one, they're not gonna feel good. I'm not gonna feel good. And I'm gonna be constantly, you know, hitting friction. And the friction that I take away from authors is thinking of marketing as something other than, I'm just talking to you. Today, we're having a conversation. I'm talking, you know, we're in the room, the four of us are in the room, but other people are gonna be watching. And if I can help authors understand the conversations they already have with their clients, that's the kind of conversation you're having when you are promoting your book. You aren't putting on some other face. You're not putting on another persona. You are being you. And it's not as difficult as it might seem. And I learned I learned this late in life. I don't know, maybe all of you grew up having role models, parents who were not introverts. I had two introverts for parents. Really good combination, right? So I was afraid to talk to people and that was why I went into theater because I wanted to get over that. But it wasn't until I was in my 30s and I met Suzanne Roan, who wrote How to Network a Room, that I learned that by being interested in other people, I was more interesting. And then I never got afraid when I was up in front of people again, because they were there to hear what I had to say if they came to a presentation. And that still holds true. If I focus on delivering good information, I don't have to worry about, is my hair okay? Is, you know, whatever. And I think, you know, that is also, you know, what we're all kind of facing. It's more about, you don't have to separate. You can be, you can be a whole person and have a conversation and you can be quieter. You don't have to be so over the top to get people's attention. Well, I was just going to ask, you know, how do you stand out? Oh, I'm sorry, Dean, did you want to say something? I love that you have props. We were just talking about showcasing and if you want to get seen and, and understood, and sometimes it's like, you know, you understand. <laughs> well, this is, a, this is a common theme. You know, you have to be genuine. You have to be you. Sometimes you have to be a bigger, more amped up version of yourself. Sometimes you need to be the quiet version, but the all of you is the you and the stuff that you know is the you that you want to share out into the world. And everything you're saying makes complete sense. What can people do to stand out? Because being you is one thing, but let, let's be honest, how many people 
are you at how much noise are people up against? We need to stand out. Do we not, Jeff? You've been quiet for way too long. Why don't you start us out? Well, uh, that's what speaking for your business is all about. Once you are introduced as the expert, you you rise above everybody in the room. You you come into a new room, and they say, "Here's our expert on goal setting," and that's it. You are the expert on goal setting because somebody that leads their group just said you are. And then it's your job to give the, again, like we said earlier, give the value. You don't need to spend an ounce of time. That's not right. A second of time. I was good with an ounce, but okay. An ounce of effort justifying yourself to be there. Just be there and tell us all the great things you help people with. So, but it's partially like claiming, you have to claim yourself the expert. You declare yourself the expert. You need to know the things. Well, yes. Right? And yes, people people have called me gold queen. I did not. I love the title, but no, I did not give that to me. <laughs> but I feel like I should add it with all of your your wonderful titles. But but you're right. It, it starts with the whether it's the ten thousand hours or the working for X amount of years. When you find the thing that you love and you pour yourself into it, you become that person, and that's who you share to the world. Yes. And every business owner is an expert at what they do. That's true. Or they wouldn't be doing it. You know, 50, 60 hours a week. And, you know, if they if they sucked at it, then maybe not. But they are the you know, every every business owner making a living is is an expert at what he, he or she does. And sometimes you just have to you might have to twist somebody's arm a little bit to own that. Oh, that's a really good point, because there is that disconnect. And that's one thing that that I find. I'll, I'll be coaching someone and this is their business and then they'll go on a tangent and I'll go, why aren't you working on that project? Do you know how much energy you just put into that? Well, I worked on it a little and then it got back burner. Do you think? And I'm like, do you, did you see your face light up? I, so used, to, I, think- I used to do an exercise with folks when, if we needed to figure out what to do their their speech about because nobody's going to go see a speech about being an accountant. So you have to find, you have to farm what else they are, they know. So I would have them sit down and just do a, a, um, a brain free flow, 20 minute, write down what you are an expert at, what you don't need anybody to teach you how to do. And if they're a dad, if they're a mom, if they're a husband, they're a wife, they're a divorced person, they're a widow, whatever, all those things count on that list and make a list of all the things that you are. You're a bowler, you're a soccer player, all these things. And these are all things that you're an expert at. It takes 20 minutes and you can have a lot of fun with it. And then you might discover that your your talk is, you know, as an accountant is how to score goals with ha- by having the right accountant or something, something interesting besides you know, being an accountant. There's nobody's going to book you to talk about your books or their books. Not Judy books, the accounting books. No, I know. And I actually did work for, I worked for one of the largest accounting firms. It was the craziest place I think I've ever worked. 
Oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. Couldn't get out of there fast enough. Uh, <laughs> well, well, no, it's just because it's a, it's a different. I, I worked in, in corporate um, for years, so I, I in deferred compensation. I was director of communications, so I do get the the web from that, and it's a different. It's a different. I loved what I did. I got to do the fun communication parts, but it was still financial services. Yeah. 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 Judy, you were saying something. Well, you know, you are the expert, and then. How are people, you want to have some signature pieces about you that people are going to remember. And part of that is they're going to remember what you said, how you made people feel. And ding, 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 ding. It's how, they, it's how you make people feel more than anything else in the whole world. So you want to have a really strong opening. You want to have a strong closing. And other things that can help cement their memory about you. You asked us some questions about how did we get our wonderful titles? That's very helpful. I also suggest that you want to pay attention to, are you wearing your brand colors? Because that is something across the board. People will find, find you if they can remember, oh yeah, they might not remember your name, but if you start showing up for this content, for this look, for this information, that carries across. And so you want to make sure that things are congruent, that how you show up. I mean, like, for instance, you know, if I came in today uh, with like a beanie on my head and I was really a mess, you wouldn't believe that I could help you at all with your book marketing you go, there's something off and you may not know what it is, but when you could be the poetry book lady, well, I could be the weird poetry book lady. I am a poet too, but yeah, but that's not what I'm selling. I'm not selling. Right. I'm, I'm telling you something different, but if I don't, if I don't match what I'm saying, you won't know what it is. It doesn't feel right, but you're going to just be kind of squirming the whole time. And that's important to pay attention to. And if you start to see people, you know, you've seen people check out when you're talking to them. That That's one of the things that can happen. But you can also make a big impression just by standing there in your expertise and just saying a very little. Listen first and then speak. You know, we were talking the other day about silences, and you've mentioned that a couple of times, Judy. And when when used to, I was in in art or art department and art ad agencies, and on, when you look at graphic design, they talk a lot about the white spaces, mm -hmm. and silences are the white spaces for speaking. I like that. Yep, and part of that uh, part of that process. Now I'm a professional weirdo, so. And I own my, I own my experience. And that's part of the thing. That's why, uh, you know, why do I show up? Oh my gosh. Oh, you never know. Um, and uh, here's the thing. Part of our job to create sort of that engagement or that, that stand apart thing is you, 
offer offer an outrageous ac- uh, supposition or a statistic or challenge people's assumptions. Like, for instance, I've been challenging your assumption here for a little while. I don't know if some of you may have recognized it or not, but uh, this particular set of glasses don't have any lenses in them, <laughs> right? As simple as that is. And what that does is here's the thing. We are all chief experience officers, CEOs. These are real. These are uh, <laughs> chief experience. Our job is to create an experience that people will remember versus a, a set of data points that they may or may not remember. When people ask what it is we do, Jeff, you know this, you taught this. Uh, when people come and say, I'm a speaker, dun, dun, dun. But, well, you know how audiences long to be inspired and educated? Well, what I do is I serve people in an entertaining, educating, blah, blah, whatever, whatever your formula is, you know, I mean, um, but you create an experience. One way as a magician, I used to do that and still do to this day is I engage them at the level of Uh, online and off of interaction engagement. So I get people to do something in response, call and response, raise your hand. You know how when, you know, things like that. So so to genuinely, um, earnestly engage people is probably the best way to create that showcase experience because as Judy and Jeff also said, it's not, they don't care what you say, they don't care what you do, it's how you make them feel that leaves the leaves that legacy experience for them. So, so part of the CEO experience is to create an experience they will always remember, regardless if they ever remember my name or not. Don't care. Next time they see you, they go, "Oh, you're the this or whatever it is." Right. So there's a lot, and there's tons of ways to do that. We could do a whole show just on that. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have a particular anecdote? you would like to share? You asked. I did ask. Okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna use this little whiteboard, right? Oh, oh I want one of those. Yes, I want one. I love, yeah, <laughs> these are actually available, believe it or not, at the uh, like 99 cent store or dollar stores. No kidding. Yeah, oh, absolutely. So I use these all the time, but I'm going to write down, there's literally tens of thousands of words in the English dictionary. I'm going to write down one word and one word only. And if you know this, keep it to yourself for a moment. But uh, what I'd like you to do, Deborah and Jeff and Judy, if I think maybe you have an inclination as to what I might be doing. One word. That's it. Um, Yeah. Now, you have no idea what I... mm, yeah, okay. I've written down one word and one word only. Now, there's no way to know what that one word is. But to clear the air, I don't want anybody to think that we say anything up. Deborah, have you any idea, yes or no, do you have any idea what word I've written down? I do not. Okay. Judy, but do I you have guess. any idea what word I've written down? Yes or no, do you have any idea what word I've written down? I know what I think it could be, but I don't have any real knowledge. Okay. Jeff? Yes or no, do you have any idea what one word I've written down? No. That's exactly right. Thank you so much. So, all right. Now, as silly as that is, people will remember that kind of thing for, and here's, and then you could tie it to your message. How many times you hear no in your business and, you know, no people, no success, no people, no success, whatever. You can tie it in. 
and use it as part of your connection. So again, as Zig says, never tell a story without having a point, never tell a point without having a story to back it up. But the same thing is true that you can use those kinds of engagement, super simple. Anybody can get a whiteboard or a piece of paper and write the word no on it. Gold star. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. I got the gold star. Just as quick and just as easy. Can I do one more? Of course. After I talk about my gold star, because this is really my identifier. When, When I did real in real person workshops in book signings, they everybody would get a gold star because they chose themselves by coming to the workshop. Now this is this is code and I'll be doing a workshop or I'll be moderating a room for an event. And as soon as the gold stars come out, I'll get a, I got my first gold star of the night. Thanks, Deb. So you're right. It is, I, I have an identifier. We just identified. Okay, Dean, now go. Okay, I've written down three letters. Three letters in all the language in the world. This is not a word, but I'm going to show it to you. Here's what I want you to do. When I show it to you, I just want you to say out loud all together, just read the word. So if the word, if the letters, excuse me, were A, B, C, simply say A, B, C. Everybody understand? Okay, here we go. One, two, three. I like you. Oh, I like you too. Oh, how sweet. Right? Okay. So as simple as that, isn't that much more interesting and impactful than just come on saying, hi, I'm Dean, and I'm going to educate you for the next 40 minutes. If you get everybody say, I like you. Now, there's a whole lot of psychological subtlety to it. But the point is, you created an experience that will set the mood for the rest of the time you get to spend together. It's super simple. It doesn't take three letters. If you can write down three letters, you can do stuff like this. It's easy. It's all about setting the tone, setting the mood, getting the energy, getting people all excited, right? Oh yeah, you know one of the one of the uh, books that I consumed over the last few months is *The Art of Gathering* by Priya Parker, and that's what it's all about. It's about setting the expectation before the event, setting the expectation when people get together, and then keeping people engaged during during the, the whole experience. And it just blew my mind, blew my mind to think about that. Cause I was always very task oriented before that, not so much anymore. Interesting. Jeff, do you have any more thoughts on this whole gather, hunt gather farm? Well, I mean, I, I love the, the activities that Dean showed us. And one of the things I teach my clients is you have to have an activity. If you've got a 20 minute talk, you need some sort of audience engagement activity where they do something. Don't get up and stretch. That's boring. Do something where they actually have to think about what they're doing and re- that relates to what you're t- talking about. You know, even if it's just, you know, turn to your partner and say, you know, uh, what's your first idea that comes to mind and and tell each other that idea and then come back to the front of the room. Just something to engage and make it an experience. Because as speakers, we're not there to lecture. We're there to have a conversation from in front of the room. And I use those words with my audience. I tell them there will be no, there will be no Q&A at the end. If you have a question, let's ask it when you have it. 
and we'll address it so you don't get left behind if we start talking about other things. Because I, I would want we're having a we're going to have a conversation here, and I'm leading the conversation, but I am not ele- I'm not here to lecture you. And that's exactly. why some of the hardest people to to become to to help become speakers are teachers, because oh. they're taught a different skill to broadcast, not to have a two way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> dialogue versus a monologue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some of That's them become hilarious. the best speakers, but but they do have to make a little bit of a shift. Okay, so I have a question, which is completely off topic. Some of the people in the speaker world do not like the term speaker. What really? are your thoughts? Well, I think motivational speaker is done. Inspirational speaker, done. We're done with all that. But I've never heard, I haven't heard anybody say they don't like being called a speaker. Oh, well, th- this one person in particular, she says speakers are the thing that sound comes out of. And and you know what? I'll agree with her definition because I, a lot of sound comes out of me. <laughs> okay, so I, mean, the point? I, I have a website that could be confused for a place to buy car speakers because it's called speakercoop.com. It could be a place to go buy speakers for your stereo until you get there and you see it's not. <laughs> Right. So I get what I, but, but I would never say, don't call me a speaker just because something else is also a speaker. Okay. That's my feedback. No, I, I was just, because I personally fight with myself because I am a workshop leader. I'm a panel moderator. I'm a consultant and I am an author and a speaker. But ever since I heard that, I, whenever I go to call myself a speaker, I, yeah. I don't think let her like, get in your head. Yeah, she's she's not coming at it from the. She should be. It's yeah. You mentioned Zig Ziglar earlier. He he always talked about how you should be proud to be a salesperson. You should be proud to be a speaker because I am. It's my favorite thing. Half the half the people we know are afraid are more afraid to speak. Right? They'd rather they're less afraid of death than speaking. Yep. They you know that's the Seinfeld joke about half the people at a funeral would rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. Yep. And I grew up that way. Mm-hmm. I was ter- I was terrified to speak as me. You mm-hmm. get me on stage. But if you got me up and I had to be me speaking, oh, hell no. Yeah. <laughs> nope, not going there. Hells to the no. <laughs> well, yeah. since, since we're on that rabbit hole, I was going to ask for like general showcasing advice. But what about advice for people who are uncomfortable speaking? Because I think that's like a common thread here. Judy? I have just a really easy thing to do. And I think I'll be able to show you. Okay. So you can see I've got my hand right under my collarbone right Mm -hmm. here. And then on your, then put the other hand right on your abdomen, right under your belly button. And you know what that does? It releases your knees. And suddenly you have space to breathe in your diaphragm. And if you're ever nervous, that will take care of it. Because most of the time, this is what happens. People get up and they lock their knees and they're like this. And you don't want to be like that. You want to be able to breathe and move and be comfortable. So the more comfortable, the better. But that doesn't mean you're not ever going to be nervous. Because I'm, I'm weird that way that I don't tend to get terribly nervous. But most people do. But I still do that 
right before I'm going to, you know, get in front of people because that just sets my body up. Breathing is so important. And, but one of the things that I tell people again, who are afraid just first of all, acknowledge that speaking is a skill anybody can learn and master. And the more you practice, the better prepared you are, the less nervous you'll be. But I also, you start with a breath. Every, Every speech starts with a deep breath, and then you use that breath to start your speech. Some people go, and then start, no, no, no. Use the breath to start the speech. I like that. Oxygen, it physiologically relaxes you. Okay, so I'm seeing, I'm seeing like a common theme, breathing is good. Dean, do you have something to add to that? Yeah, always. It's it's perfectly appropriate to acknowledge the situation, especially if you're a aspiring or emerging. Uh, and same thing, bridging the gap from from giving value to ter- making the pitch. You know, one of the super simple ways, just acknowledge it. Say, hey, listen, this is my second, third, fourth, fifth, a hundredth time. I'm still working on it. And be appropriate and be, be live and in the room. And I know that there might be some even here that might disagree with me. And that's okay. <laughs> it's just, here's the thing. People will come up to you after and say, hey, I appreciate your boldness, your willingness to get up in front, even though you stated you were uncomfortable. Because people respond to your humanity more than they respond to your skill. So nobody else teaches the walking on water class at the YMCA, right? It's just not going to happen. So you might as well just say, Listen, I love giving value. At this point, I'm going to invite you to spend a little more time so we can go deeper, enrich in our relationship, and potentially grow more together as I give you an opportunity to explain what it is I can do for you, blah, blah, blah. Just explain that. Just get it out there. Don't try to hide it. Don't just be real, present in the room, all of that stuff. Um, I, I avoid the word authentic only because it's been co-opted so terribly over the last decade. But it is be real. Just be. Just share your humanity. It's not a sin. Share your humanity. People will fall in love with you when you share your humanity. As imperfect as it is, be perfectly imperfect, imperfectly perfect. All of that. I, I yeah, because think- you can fake that integrity stuff all day long. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, love Thank you, and I mean it from the bottom. <laughs> no, be be yourself is absolutely. I I I do I do use the uh, the authentic word, but I also use the integrity word. You know? Yeah, integrity and, is a good word. It's important too. Yeah, be vulnerable. Yeah. Be yourself, and people will appreciate you as a human being, as as Dean said. Interesting. Integrity, vulnerability, humanity, humility. You mean like breathe and breathing and breathe. But I think this is the point that wasn't quite said, but it kind of was is yes, we have screens between us and the universe for the most part, but you still need to treat people the way you would as if you're in a room. Yes. You need to have more energy to like, get through the screens and jump off the page as it were than 
the energy in real life, as Judy was saying earlier on, but the more you that you are, the better you will be. And it all ties in so well to showcasing yourself. So at this point in the conversation, I'm going to ask you all to gift a goal to those people who are either watching or listening. What is one thing they can do right now or, you know, hit the pause button or make a note to do when they're done listening to set them up for success in showcasing themselves? Dean looks like he's going to jump out of his chair. So, Steve, (laughs) you get to go first. Yeah, uh, become an askaholic. Just simply ask more. Imagine what your business, your life, your internal and external life would be more like if you simply learned to be more effective in your asking. Imagine just as a practice that you asked five times a week, five times, five times a day, five days a week. That's 25 asks. What would the quality of your business be like in two weeks, in 10 weeks, in 12 weeks, in 12 months, if you simply learn to ask? And here's the question I would challenge you to ask. That is this. Who can I help? How can I help? Who can I help? How can I help? And then you get specific about your asking, like, do you know somebody who needs a speaker? Or do you know somebody who's looking to amplify their goal getting? Or do you know somebody who would love to be published but never thought they'd have that dream come true? Or, or, or. Yes, you have to ask specifically, but who can I help? How can I help? Ask five people a day, five days a week. Just see what happens. Just see what happens. Give it a test. See what happens. I love that so much. And I think I read that in one of your your many things that you gift away on the net, the the five times a day, five days a week. And mm-hmm. if I would say if I can edit it, just do 25 asks a week. If you want to get it out of the way in two days, then you've got the rest of your week clear. That's fine too. But I love the idea because the other thing is when you ask, you don't know who you could be helping. It goes back to the when you keep the who you are inside, you can't help anybody. So that's fantastic. Judy, do you have your goal? Are you ready? Well, I'm going to piggyback on that. Um, One of the things people get wrong about book marketing is they think it's this big I'm going to say it's this big, hairy monster. But if you say, I'm going to do one thing today that's going to take me under two minutes that shares something from my book. And an easy thing to do is if you've written a book, go through your book, find 12 to 24 quotes that you can pull out and start turning those into images that you can share on social media and make a schedule of how often those are going to go out. Because if you start sharing your content in that way, it's giving people value, which we've all all agreed on, you want to give value, and it's going to catch people's attention at some point because we never know when they're gonna see it. And so you can do that. And once you've got those 12 to 24, you'll be able to have those set up, get them out there and then 
repeat that cycle with those same images and quotes. You've now got your base and you get really good and you get those out and you'll start the ball rolling for people to find you, connect with you and move forward. So that's, that's my fantastic. goal. That's great. One thing a day and batch it is perfect. And so I'm thinking, because usually when I share quotes from my book, I take it, the first half of my book goes through Deb and the second half is strategies for success. But I'm taking your homework and I'm going to pick out from the second half because usually I share from the first half. So you got me thinking differently. So thank you. You're welcome. I, goals accepted, both of them. Okay, Jeff, what, what you got, Jeff? Well, so I'm going to start by saying, and I want everybody to really take this in. Perfect is the enemy of great. Perfect is the enemy of great. And then I'm going to steal one of the best advertising slogans ever. Just do it. Quit editing. Quit planning. Quit calculating. Quit Googling and just do it. If it's that new speech, if it's that new program, if it's that new social media campaign, whatever it is, quit planning and noodling and everything and procrastinating and just do it. Can I edit your goal? Because I love sure. it. I absolutely love it. And I'm all about the plan. But for me, that you you need to look at where you want to go and go. So do, after you do the foundational work, <laughs> then do Jeff's thing. Uh, when you know who you are and how you help and all the things we talked about earlier, then yes, yeah, so quit planning and set... I'm going to add one. I normally don't, but because it's the end of the year, one of my favorite things is to track wins. So as you're doing all these goals, track all of your activities. So it can be a list or it can be in your calendar, but at the end of the week or the end of the month, when you're like, oh my goodness, it's taking so long, you can look and say, wait, I did all these things. I'm good. I'm going to keep going. Well, so reward yourself. Right. Yep. Gold stars for everybody. Absolutely. Okay. Whatever it is, I mean, whatever it is that is a if it's a, if it going to the movies is a reward, go to the movies. Yeah. I like that. I was gonna ask for another tip, and you just gave me one, Jeff. So reward yourself is good. What about you, Judy? Do you have another tip you want to add? Well, you know, you you really covered that so well. When when you have a reward. You can't make it, you can have many rewards and then you can have a big reward. The more often you connect, I did this and now I got a reward, the more it cements it in your brain. And so you want to make sure that you are giving yourself the goodie that you promised that you would give yourself if you did what you said you were going to do and do that. But you're going to have a bigger, a bigger goal, bigger reward out here too. And so say, if it's the five by five, then if I do that every every day for a week, at the end of the week, I get something even bigger. So I, I think that's just brilliant. The more you can gamify it, the more you'll repeat it. I completely agree with you. And I'm not going to repeat you because I say that all the time. So I'm like, 
You get yeah. the gold stars for talking about the rewards. That's right. Ever, we all deserve a, a Scooby star. snack. What was that? We mean? all deserve a Scooby snack. <laughs> or a Celebrate the wins. Celebrate. Or whatever. Ruh -roh. <laughs> Ruh -roh. Ruh -roh. So, so Dean, do you want to add on to that? Uh, yeah, I would say in general, um, stop selling and advance your serving. If I serve you, if I help you get results in any area of your life, whatever it happens to be, like like Deborah, you help people get you get goals, not just set goals, but get goals. So if you help people get goals, are they more or less likely to want to help you back by either hiring you or buying a program or telling people about you? Right. So if I don't have to sell you, if I help you, if I don't have to sell you, if I serve you with real results and it makes your life a whole lot easier. Now you don't come off as a slimy salesperson. You simply get to serve your way to success and wild riches and rewards. It's so much easier, so much better. And it's so much more fun, especially if you're on stage, like we were talking about getting up. If you serve them and saying, here's another way I can serve you. Here's a strategy session, or here's a program or process that I help unpack this for you, or whatever it happens to be. So serve your way to success. Love it. So, Dean, where can people find you? Sure. I'd say right now the best place is uh, pay it forward. Oh, there it is. Valueimpactprofit.com. Right? Yeah. Value Impact Profit. Right now we're doing the great big big success giveaway where every day of December we're giving away some free tool, resource, strategy, insight, tip, something free, no ugly opt-in, funky funnels or slimy sales page, just free chocolatey goodness, absolute free, just for the taking. Hope it serves you. No, no salesman will call. Awesome. And I will put all these links in the recap. Judy, where can people find you? People can find me at bookmarketingmentor.com and there are several different ways we can connect and have a continuing conversation that will help you. Plus, I've got some free goodies too. You can sign up and get how to get book reviews on Amazon. Mm, fun, fun, fun. And Jeff, where can people find you? Well, speakercoop.com. But if you add the word at slash and the word education, I got all kinds of free goodies on the education. Everybody page. has goodies. I love it. And if you follow at the Deb method everywhere, I'm doing a goal a day in December. And spoiler alert, there will be goals a day in January because people start, I start the new year in December and then we start it again, January 1st. And well, we're goals all year round. But definitely connect with Dean, connect with Judy, connect with Jeff. And if we're not already connected, reach out um, to any or all of us on LinkedIn, I would imagine is good as well. And you can read the recap for this and get the links if you go to thedevmethod.com slash blog. And if you want to learn more about me, you can go to thedevmethod.com slash goals to learn how I can help you make a plan to turn your dreams into reality. And you can grab a copy of your goal guide at Amazon or your favorite place to buy books. Oh, my goodness. It has been such a wonderful information, power-packed conversation. And I want to leave you all with one final word because Dean's got us all going on the words. So, Jeff, do you have a final word you want to, like, 
leave people with today? Wow. Um, Is that the let's, word? Yes. Wow is a great word. And upside down, it's mom. Uh, let's make 2022 twice as good as the last two years have been for everybody. Yes. Your lips, God's ears, and all that. What about you, Judy? I'm going to say joy. If you bring more joy to your day, you're going to inspire other people to be joyful. And that just makes the world better, too. Fantastic. More joy. And Dean, finish us off here. Fulfilled. Be more fulfilled with a business that is full of profits, filled with people doing what you love. Fantastic. Well, thank you again, Jeff Klein, Judy Baker, and Dean Hankey for joining me to talk about showcasing yourself. Everyone, thank you for listening or watching. Make the day, the month, the year the best it could be. Just go on out there, go for it, because we know you can do it. Thanks for listening to The Deb Show. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Need more inspiration and motivation? Connect with me on LinkedIn, follow at The Deb Method on social media, and check out thedebmethod.com. Best of luck with your goals, and remember, you can do it. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.